welcome to Weird Parents, a podcast where we talk about how weird it is being a parent. My name's Sammy. I'm joined, as per usual, by the husband, Coop. Yo. I really did a very short introduction then, didn't I? I didn't actually say much about myself or anything. No. You're on Instagram, aren't you? I am on Instagram. Everyone knows this shit. Yeah, you should know You've by now. I've heard it ten times before. But how's it going, guys? I'm all right. How's mm. you? No, I'm not all right. I'm not going to lie to you. I am very... <laughs> You're a two out of ten. I am so... I have no words for how I am today. My brain has turned to complete and utter mush. I'm official I'm official baby brain now. It's fully happened. Last week it was a bit like, oh, oh Lord, she coming. I don't know. I think for the last, like, three or four episodes, the baby brain has been in full effect. The problem we have is that we can't record the podcast until the evening, right? Yeah. My brain switches off at 3pm every day. <laughs> Same. Every day at the minute. Yeah, but like badly to the point that I told you, didn't I? Like I was driving home the other day and I was like, fall asleep at the wheel. <laughs> this is awful. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Literally, Jesus, take the wheel. And that's what I've been like. And it gets to this time and I just feel, I feel like, you know, like when you're that tired, you feel drunk. Yeah, I yeah, feel, yeah. That's what I I'm feel, feeling yeah. like. That's what I'm feeling. You just had to come and wake me up. I know. You fell asleep with a little baby. Yeah, trying to put B to bed and I fell asleep. I fell asleep? I fell asleep. I did. So I'm sat here, like, <laughs> holding my eyeballs open. But yeah, apart from that, I'm... Sp- I can't even speak. I'm fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, for me, my brain definitely turns off at 3pm, so it must be, like, extra for you. Yeah, but like, when you shut down, when your brain turns off at three pm, I think yours just sort of like goes into relax mode. Mine is just like I need a little biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I, need I need a, a biscuit little, and a tea. I need a little biscuit and a little cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, but my brain doesn't really turn on till about eleven o'clock anyway. So no, it's it like doesn't. I get a very short window of brain activity, where it's like eleven till probably about two. Mm. My brain works, then it shuts off. And then maybe it comes on again about 9, 9 p.m. See, I wake up early in the morning and I'm like, right, ready, good to no. go, aren't I? I'm good. I'm like, right, get jump in the shower. The only thing I'm struggling with at the minute is getting out of bed. And that isn't that I'm tired. It's physically getting out of bed. <laughs> it's becoming a little bit of an effort. And I'm not even that big yet. I know. Because, like, you've got the, um, what's it called? Like, the little baby gate thing on the side of the yeah, bed yeah so you? i have to like worm like slug my way right down to the edge of the bed <laughs> to get out do you want to hear something a little bit depressing oh go on we had um a client in at work today who is due when something like the 15th or 17th of october right so what's that like three weeks before us sorry after, after us after us after us she didn't look pregnant <laughs> is it a first second a second okay and um, she said, oh, well, that's so exciting. When are you due? And uh, I said, oh, October. She went, oh, really? Me too. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, due the first of October. She said, oh, I'm due the 15th. And she couldn't see me to begin with because I was helping hold her dog for a scan. And then when I had to, like, say, I'm so sorry, can you excuse me while I just move my stomach past you? She was like, oh, wow, you really do have a bump. She was faking. She's not She's not actually no, pregnant. I was just she was like, just having you on. I was so, like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm pregnant too. No, she said, you yeah, know, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Did you have a little look? No, she said she was pregnant. I'm like, she's not going to be lying to, to me, is she? Just to make me feel all right. Yeah, but, she was just having you on. Yeah, it was a little bit like, she was like, oh, wow, yeah, that really is a bump. I was like, aha. Uh-huh. 
And I've said, I'm going to just start lying to people at work when they ask when I'm due. I'm going to say August. <laughs> Sammy doesn't look that big, guys. It's just very kind of wide, a wide bump, isn't it? Use your words carefully. She's just very sort of wide. Just the bump, just the belly. Yeah. I think I'm just noticing it more this time because with B, it was such a tiny little neat, almost like yeah. pointed bump, wasn't it? It's all in the uterus. All in the puss. All in the puss, where this time... I mean, my tits are resting on my stomach already. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. So, yeah, I think I'm... I think that's why I'm in this state, so I apologise in advance for any gubbins that I come out with today. Full orangutan mode. Oh, shit. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Is that because I'm ginger? Nothing. Full orangutan mode. Is that what... Oh, is that what you think <laughs> when you look at me? When I'm sat on the edge of the bed after a shower, you look at me and go, that looks like an orangutan. No, you say that all the time. I say I have orangutan titties. <laughs> I don't say I look like an orangutan. <laughs> Today, we're talking about parent stress. <laughs> parent stress and how to deal with it. It's because going it well. is a thing. It is a thing, guys, isn't it? It is, and it's clearly going well. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Are you genuinely hurt? Yes, I am genuinely hurt. I'm sorry. It's not my fault I resemble an orangutan at the moment. If anything, mate, it's your fault. <laughs> it's my fault, yeah, sorry. Yeah. My bad. Oh. I didn't mean to put a baby in there. Right, stop. Okay, yeah, we're talking about parenting stress today, guys. Because life with children is very tragic, isn't it? And very operatic. Not tragic. Well, for them it is. Like, they go through... We talked oh, about yeah. this with Ted to One, didn't we? On the Bing episode about mm. how everything is so elevated when you've got kids in the room, isn't it? Yeah, especially with the three-nager since hitting the magic number three. Life is so dramatic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's like one to a hundred, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and was like I said, she does a she does the princess run upstairs. <laughs> if you have to say no to anything at the moment, which is she literally goes, ah, runs into her room and flings herself on the bed and has a sob, and it's like, oh, it's like a Disney princess. It's really <laughs> sad. So yeah, it's quite. I guess so. It's tragic for them. Yeah, and it makes things very like, well, the highs very high and the lows. Yeah. Very low. And in the middle, we've got the parents who, again, are just human beings with emotions and real lives mm -hmm. who have to kind of get through it, get through the day yeah, without getting too stressed. <laughs> and just constantly feed snacks. Always have the snacks Always on hand. Snacks. The snacks do help, don't yeah. they? Yeah, you just basically just become someone's snack bitch. Oh, That's me. That's yeah. my job in my job description. The amount of money we must spend on food at the moment. Oh, I need to invoice you for the amount of croissants I'm buying at the moment. Don't come for me and my croissants. That's not Seriously. part of this conversation. And, and, and B, she's crushing is she likes the pan au chocolat. She enjoys a pan au chocolat because at the moment I'm craving pan au chocolat. Okay, so there's I a bought, lot of them in the house. I bought eight yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. Sorry, day before yesterday. Thank you. Don't, don't be but telling... they were all gone yesterday, Don't be telling they? the audience... That I look like an orangutan and that I ate eight <laughs> croissants in less than 24 hours. 
No, you ate in 48 hours. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And you bought eight more today. B shares them with me, so I didn't eat all eight. Yeah, but she's just a baby. She's not a baby. She had at least one. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you deal with parent stress then? You just... Eat. Get the snacks out. No, no. Is that your top tip? No, there's there's lots of things that cause you stress as a parent. And I think it does... I don't know about you, but I found it more stressful having a toddler than we did a newborn. It, But it's a... Di- well, it's a different type of stress. Yeah. I think the stress that you have with a newborn, especially with your first... I mean, we could we could be listening back to this in six months' time and going, ha! Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> what the hell were you worried about? Exactly. But the stress that you have with a newborn, it's more like... I feel like you're actually in like a state of shock. Yeah. And it's like your whole being is getting used to a complete change in your life. It's the adjustment, isn't it? It's so yeah. sudden that you it takes you a really long time to get used to it. It does. And the adjustment of like having to understand that you've got to keep something alive and when you're, you know, let's be honest, but I would have looked back at us before we had been and been like, I'm impressed that they could keep that cat alive. <laughs> Like, responsibility-wise, it's a massive change, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like a bomb goes It's off. like a massive bomb. Doesn't matter how much people tell you, you know, you're going to be tired, you're going to be stressed, you're going to, you know, be constantly worried about it. You're like, yeah, 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 sure. And then as soon as it arrives, you're like, where did no one tell me? When actually, you just didn't you register didn't care at or all. Listen. You just didn't really understand. Yeah. But then... Once they get to toddler... <laughs> then the toddler stage comes and you're literally like, it's a whole new level of... It's like a little mini psychopath. What do I do with this like person? How am I supposed to turn this crazy little psychopath into a responsible, adjusted human being? <laughs> I think what's different is that you kind of... So you do like a year, say, of mm. the, the bomb's gone off. It takes you a year to get used to it. Yeah. And then like you have a kind of in-between year where you're just kind of figuring it all out again, putting your life back together. Yeah. And then once... Once B hit two, we were kind of like, we want to, I don't know, have our own lives back again a little yeah, bit. a little bit. And like, just be a bit more normal. Mm. But it's a constant battle to get that, isn't it? Yes. So you, that's what causes frustration and stress in a different way, isn't it? Because it's less like you're trying to keep them alive now. It's like you're trying to get your own life back a little bit as well. A little well. bit, yeah. And as I said, I think you're trying to prepare them for, I, I don't know about you, but like literally within the last year all I keep thinking is like, we need to start preparing her for school and like, you know, going out and seeing other kids her age and things. And it's been really obvious since she started preschool, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's made birthday parties and birthday parties and stuff. And then she'll have like a meltdown over, I don't know, the wrong strawberry or the wrong plate or something and have a huge meltdown about it. And I'm like, how are you going to cope in school? Like, you will be given a pencil. You deal with that pencil. Like, you can't... Like, yeah, it's 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 a bit worrying. So I do think it's because you have to put a lot of pressure on yourself. Yeah, exactly. As well. You're, like, trying to prepare them. But they're very comfortable with you, aren't they? So That's they, the thing. They If they're going to explode, they're going to explode on you. Yeah. It's a real mix of wanting to prepare them for life and also not wanting them to grow up. Isn't it, toddlerhood? Oh, Because you're like you're still a baby like you've been calling her a baby she's not a baby I know, and she's constantly telling you i'm not a baby i know a big girl she's a big little girl or a little big girl she's not even say that anymore she's just a big girl a big girl a big girl now i've got here a list of some of the most stressful things about being a parent okay 
Um, this is from awesomeinventions.com. Hmm. Some of the ones that they've shared from other people are... One of the most stressful parts of being a mum is never getting to use the bathroom in peace. Yes. It's the one and only thing I miss. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what? I? That is one of the best things about you working from home. One of the best things ever. <laughs> it really yeah, is. Yeah, because it was hard at the beginning, oh, wasn't it? Oh my goodness. But it's one of the best things ever about you working at home because I can shout upstairs to you or you'll be coming down here to make a coffee or something to, for yourself and I'll just go, just watch B and the dog for five seconds I'm going for a pee. And that that little five minute pee, well, not that I'm peeing for five minutes straight. I mean, you do disappear, don't you? I do. It's hard though, because well, at the minute, again, I sit down, I'm like, oh, this is lovely. <laughs> um, that pee is brilliant. When you can't pee by yourself. I mean, I've had it where you've been away and I've had an IBS flare up. Oh, that's God. the worst. Yeah. That's the worst. Anybody out there that suffers IBS and has a toddler, it's horrific. It yeah. is horrific because you're having a flare up if there's or no IBD one around. Or any, any yeah. kind of digestive disorder. Yeah. If there's if you're having a flare up and your partner or your or family member or anything isn't around to watch your child, you can guarantee that that kid will be stuck to you like glue and commenting on everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's Big horrific. Time. Well that's that's the same with me. As soon as I like want to just go off to the toilet for a little bit. Where's Daddy? As soon as I sit down, it's like because there's only one bathroom in the house. It's yeah. like, where's daddy? I need toilet now. And it, yeah. Yeah. No peace. It's also getting awkward for you because she started lots of questions about the <laughs> anatomy. difference. Anatomy. and the difference between mummy and daddy. Yeah. It's very cute, but it's also a little bit embarrassing at the moment. Yesterday she was running around. She was holding, she's got a little bluey house, hasn't she? Yeah. And she has like a fridge in there. And she was holding it, that, like, down below, and running around groin. going, I've got a penis. Yeah. And I was like, okay. You can't really tell her off, can well, you? No, she's... <laughs> yeah, like, you're, you're, and, and, you're, you're using correct anatomical terms there, but alas, yeah. that is a fridge, put it back. Yeah. Um, and she, at my mum's as well, was just going up to everybody in the house and being like, you've got a vagina, you've got a penis. It's like, she's, she ain't wrong. She ain't wrong. But it's like, can we not talk about this in public we don't talk about people's downstairs do we yeah it's not very inclusive no. B. you're just gonna have to start taking lots of sit down wheeze aren't you yeah because i see Save it the I, trauma i see it when she's upstairs and like, you've gone to the toilet i hear the like bang of the door opening and you just go the door open every time and she comes and stands right by you and like peeps around your around your legs doesn't yeah. she she needs to see exactly what's going on yeah all the time. And you have to be like can you please go away <laughs> so i think the next step is to teach her about privacy isn't it privacy mm. yeah yeah and you shouldn't be concerned about what's in people's trousers exactly it's none of your business it isn't but she seems at the moment to be very much just noticing the differences isn't she yeah yeah at a basic level at a very basic level okay there's another one here about when your child is in pain and there's nothing you can do oh, about it. Oh, I hate it. that. That isn't stress. That's pure, like, that's torture. Yeah. That is torture. Your child being in pain and not being able to help them is the worst. The worst, isn't it? Yeah, horrible. Makes you feel physically sick. Yeah. And B's quite dramatic, isn't it, when she's in pain? Yeah. It's like Mother Nature's made you, you that child managed to, you know, hurt themselves. Suffer, parents. <laughs> You didn't do a brilliant job of watching fix them it. constantly. Yeah. Fix it, fix it. Oh, it's horrible. 
But the what, what I don't know about you, but another thing I find a little bit stressful is I remember being a kid and being ill or in pain and just having that mindset of like, mum and dad will make it better. I yeah. remember having that mindset. Yeah. And one of the scariest things is that when you do become a parent and when you are an adult, you're like, I fucking know what I'm doing. That onus <laughs> is on you. Yeah, but also... You're the adult. <laughs> that huge part of you is like, how am I that person that I looked up to so much as a child? I don't, again, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm blagging it. you got to fix it. you got to fix it. <laughs> oh. I know. Here's another one. doesn't really relate to us, but co-parenting, especially when... Um, the other parent is a psychopath. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how stressful that is. I mean... I mean, we've got a flavour of it, haven't we? Well, that's what I was like. Am I allowed to say anything? I think, well, we can say there's a there's a relative in our family. That who, has a little bit of a toxic ex. Yeah, and it's it's not good. No, and it's really sad. And the thing is, is that that must be stressful because... I, well, co-parenting I just, in general, I think, yeah, must be yeah. horrible. I take my hat off to any people that can co-parent without drama. I think exactly. You have you you're an amazing person if you can do that. You know if you can put all of your own issues to one side and just focus on your child. Here's one for me: when you're an introvert and you never get any alone time. I love my kids, but sometimes I feel like I'm going to flip out if I can't just get five minutes to myself. Yeah, I get that. Like alone time is my thing. I'm glad that I get a bit of it now during the week. I think having a kid has made me more of an introvert. Has it? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I never would have been... If you'd have said, oh, I'm going to pop to the shop for 20 minutes, I'd have been like, oh, I'll come too. Well, now I'm like, yeah, bye. <laughs> Go for it. You love it. I'm actually more of an introvert since having a kid. I think I was always much more like socially... Well, selectively socially. It's driven. all about where you get your energy from, isn't it? And sometimes yeah. people are a bit of both, aren't they? I think I'm like, a bit I of love, both. I am an outgoing person, aren't I? You're but more love, outgoing than I am. I need I need the alone time. Mm. Like I could spend a week alone. Yeah. Yeah. And just enjoy that. See, looking back, I would have gone, no, I wouldn't ever want to spend a week alone. I, you know, need now I'm like, that oh sounds my God. delightful. If, like my dream is for one day just for you to be like, I'm taking the kids on holiday and I'm going for like <laughs> a week. Like just you don't I'll, worry I'll about it. I'll say that. I'll say that. I'll be like, I'm taking the kids on holiday, I'm taking your credit card. <laughs> I'll be back that's fine I will literally just sit in my pants and watch all the James Bonds oh. <laughs> one day would you just hug the dog and hug the dog hug the dog course. on one side the cat on the other yeah and just have a gay old time a gay old time yeah um, and last one here I love being a parent but it's really depressing that work and parenting are the only things I do anymore oh my god preach lonely mum life Literally, that is literally it. If I didn't have the select few people that I see and I, there are, I could count them on my hand, I would be concerned for my mental health. Yeah. Over lockdown, it was hard. I was very, very grateful for Instagram. Over lockdown, I made a, some really lovely Instagram related friends and did a lot of like social media stuff, didn't I? Which was great. And during lockdown was actually really, really helpful but yeah, it's hard. And especially like the work, trying to find a work-life balance as a mum. I mean, you, you can't win. doesn't matter what you do. You can't win. Can you stay being a stay at home mum in itself is stressful because you know, for a lot of women, they have to wave goodbye to their career to be a working mum is stressful because you feel like you're 
not with your children as much as you should be. And then also like the pressures, you just don't feel like you're doing enough at work. Exactly. Yeah. That's the same for me. So obviously since before the pandemic, anyway, I've been a home home worker like most of the week. Mm. And yeah, there's just never enough time in the day, is there, to fit in the work and the care for for the children. It's horrible. for, For B. And you're just constantly on the back foot all the time with everything. Yeah. Like we've said it before, don't we, that haven't we, that like, I think for you, you, the thing, please tell me if I'm wrong, but the thing that changed for you mainly was like pressure. You felt a lot of pressure. Yeah. As soon as you became a dad to like. The provider pressure. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And I felt very stripped of what made me me. Like I was quite career driven before having B. And I really struggled with, you know, having to take a step back and like, for example, find my new job that is much more easygoing. And yeah, but like even that, how much do I feel guilty that I'm not, you know, I can't stay late as much as I would have done beforehand. I can't, you know, offer to cover X amount of shifts and this, that and the other. And it's, yeah, it's hard. Or, you know, one task that if I was working full time, maybe would have taken me one week, like that week to sort out it can take me up to like four weeks because I'm only there like two, three days a week. Exactly. Yeah. It's insane. And yeah. I feel like I can't win. And I've I've said it recently on Instagram, especially with the whole, there's been a recent report, hasn't there, of how, what percentage of women end up leaving because of cost of childcare, leaving their profession. Um, society does expect you to work like you don't have kids and raise kids like you don't work. And exactly. it's just not possible. But yeah, again... Especially the, when they're so young, like that so first little. three years. Yeah. I mean, don't you remember when we, we went and looked at the nursery for B Originally, when we were thinking she was going to have to go into nursery, we were both so heartbroken about it. We were like, she's too small. Like, this doesn't she feel right. Does so not little. feel right. She's still a baby. Yeah. It was awful. But you've got those pressures of having to live. Yeah. Basically. It's yeah, really hard. and then you start to get tax-free childcare. Sorry, you get 30 hours free, don't you, when they turn three? Yeah. It's like, really, you need that before. You need it at the, be- yeah, <laughs> you you need, it at the beginning. You need it nearer the beginning. But, yeah. Or what they should do is, you know, keep it where it is, but then give employers some more funding to, you know, towards maternity and paternity, paternity and stuff. Paternity as well, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, this time we're trying to sort of... I don't think we're really coming up with a plan, are we? I think we're, <laughs> no. we're both a little bit like, oh yeah, I'll be fine. Where we're actually we really need to have a little look. Little look. Yeah, but we might try and do a split. We might paternity. do. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. That'd gonna, be cool. You're going to grow some tits. Yeah. You're gonna grow some, I'm just going to have to pump to high heaven. Get some I? implants. Ew. I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> Get the little booby feeder. Yeah, I'm going to really struggle. I'm going to really struggle. I think I... I was so lucky with B that I ended up being off for a year and a half in the end because of furlough. With the furlough. And I got to see everything, you know, my first steps, first words, everything I was there for. And I don't know how I'm going to feel this time around. Uh, It's all right. It's just the second one. No, don't say that. We've done the hard one. The second one's just got a slot in, haven't they? Stop. They got to fend for themselves a little bit. It's what worries me. I just worry that they're going to be like, yeah, the slotting kid. 
the slotting kid. Yeah. You found a tweet, didn't you? Uh, by Mary Fairy Boberry. Great name. Legend states that when you're overwhelmed and on the verge of a nervous breakdown, a small child will appear to tell you that you've cut their sandwich wrong. <laughs> and how true is that? I know. But I mean, that's that's one like tenant of being a parent and the stress, isn't it? Yeah. Is that every day you find a new limit to how stressed you can be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you'll be absolutely at your you'll be redlining it, won't you? You'll be yeah. you'll be in the red line zone because you've had such a crazy day and then the child will do something Little to push thing. you even further and you're like, oh, didn't I could actually get even more stressed because of that. Yeah, yeah. I think like dinner dinner time this evening was a bit like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a she bit She had it in for you. Yeah. She had it in for you. She looked to you and was like, I think daddy's stressed. I'm going to see how far I can... I'm, I'm going to smash when, all these peas I'm going to see when he'll break. I'm going to see when he will break. I'm going to squish as many peas as I can. I'm going to yeet food across the living room. Yeah. I'm going to throw my cup. I'm going to just... But how did I deal with it? Run around and scream. Calmly just hoover... Made a... Well, you asked to hoover the peas back up. I made a hoover up. Yeah. Yeah. Calmly took her upstairs to bed. Yeah. And she had a meltdown. She had a meltdown. <laughs> she wouldn't go to bed, but... No. We got her in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Because it... You know, we are... Parenting makes you tough, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But you've still got your limits. Yeah. Haven't you? You're not a limitless being. But then it's also important that those... That, you know... You have to respect yourself. It's all well and good teaching your children to respect themselves and their limits and their emotions and their bodies and everything else. But if you don't respect yours, kids aren't going to learn because they learn through copying, right? Yeah, exactly. So like one of the big things recently, because she's been testing the past couple of weeks, oh, yeah. she? Love 100%. our child, but dear work, my Lord. A three-nager stage has well and truly started. And, you know, everything's no. There's the occasional lashing out. It's not just no, it's... No, with a yeah, foot stamp. With a foot stamp and the occasional lashing out and the, you don't tell me off. It's like, where have you learned that from? When have we ever said, I'm going to give you a telling off? Never said that. Never ever. Um, but I've recently, this you know, this week it's even got to the point that I've actually said, mummy loves you. Mummy is feeling frustrated and angry. So mummy is going to leave the room now. Yeah. And you see a sort of go, hang on a minute. You can't do that. Yeah, it is. It's a proper like, wait a minute, what do you mean you're leaving? Where, do you, where are you going? How dare you? But it's, I felt like I've needed to do that this week because I can feel myself getting really angry and I don't want to shout at her. And also, surely by doing that, I'm teaching her, like, that's how I'm dealing with anger. Yeah. And then the other day, yesterday, she obviously had a little moment where she felt angry and she actually stopped, didn't she? And went, <sighs> and I was like, oh, good Did her girl. dragon dragon breathing. Yeah, I was like, good girl. I'm so proud of you. I mean, it lasted two minutes and then the next thing got yeeted across the room. But I was like, oh, but we're, we're getting there. It's good. She's getting there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Compared to like a year ago, the rages have calmed down a little bit, haven't they? Yeah. But, you know, a year ago she was having issues with the speaking, wasn't she? So a lot of it was frustration because yeah. she was just fuming that we couldn't understand her. She was speaking in gobbledygook and she was <laughs> like, what? How? I'm speaking clear. Why can't you understand me? I've got a thread here on Reddit. Of course. This is a sad thread, okay? Is it going to make me cry? It's on the UK Parenting Reddit, subreddit, and it is, what's the worst thing that you said to your child when stressed? That sounds awful. Have you got any, do you like, have you ever thought of like the worst thing that you said when you stressed out the kids? Dog included. Oh, I mean, the dog, I feel so, the, do, the dog is always, I've told you about the, that TikTok, haven't I, that goes around where it's like, 
that sound of the gym teacher when he's just trying to get their attention and then he just goes, Patricia! <laughs> and he's like, if you could just concentrate, sweetie, thank you. That sound, but with how the kids have overstimulated you all day and then it's something as simple as the sound of the dog's nails on the floor and you're like, bah! and the dog's like, ooh. And it's so sad. The dog gets the brunt for a lot of things, bless her. Yeah. And it's not her fault. She's just that, like that last little thing. Like it'll be something like, I, she steals bees, a sock. Bees stress me. Yeah, bees been stressed me out all day. She's been throwing stuff. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just can't take any more. And then the dog will just creep up behind me while I'm holding the washing and just be like, yoink, take the sock, run off over to her bed with it and won't give it back. And I'm literally like, Patricia. Oh my gosh, dog. I'm like, why would you do this to me? Why have you chosen now to do this to I me? Can't are you trying? You've are you trying? Yeah, literally, I can't believe you've done this. Are you trying to kill me? But yeah, so I'm trying to think of anything I've said though. Well, the, the top one here that everyone upvoted the most is shut up. Yeah, I think I've said that once or twice and then instantly cried and apologised for it. Yeah, shut up. That's a big thing for me though. Not so much you, I don't think. You're not very, you're not quite as hot on it. But for me, if I go too far, if I get cross or I shout or I snap or say anything like that, my first instinct is to apologise yeah. to her. I think because, our, again, it's a generational thing that never happened to us as kids, did it? If our, parent was, our parents were never in the wrong. They were angry and that was it. Yeah, they were never in the wrong and they were always just, if they were angry, they were angry and you thought, oh my God, how long am I going to be suffering for? Yeah. You never got an apology from your parents for have you know. And so I'm really like, I feel if I do go get to that level I feel like I have to say I'm sorry mummy dealt with it mummy felt angry which is okay I'm allowed to feel angry of course yeah but mummy should not have shouted at yeah. you and I'm sorry because that I'm sure made you feel upset yeah so I'm quite trying again surely if they're going to learn through watching it's best thing to do but I hate that you've heard I'll, me say I'll, it so always apologise but I've got to let her suffer a little bit first yeah you yeah but you're like that she's the same as you yeah like when earlier today you got a bit of a, a slap out of nowhere, didn't you? She did, she just hit me. She just hit you and we sort of said, right, that wasn't very kind. That oh, it's because nice I was hand. calling her toy Stinky Bum. Well, that's why I'd hit you. <laughs> She's, you were asking her what the name was and I said Stinky Bum and she just hit me. She went, no, smack. <laughs> and that took a little while, didn't it? Well, didn't yeah, for, we didn't her. force her to say sorry No, of though. course not. You know, she originally was like, no. We're like, okay, you don't want to say sorry. And then it was sort of looking at you, wasn't she? And I said, mm. well, daddy's going to, daddy might feel a little bit upset because you hurt him. You know, you physically hurt him. It wasn't kind hands. You could see her sort of looking at you, couldn't you? And then she was like, daddy's sad. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, that hurt me. And then you, she went, mm, I'm sorry. So, yeah, it's, it is a challenge, isn't it? It is a challenge. But yeah, apologizing when I do say, when I do get cross. And yeah, I think I've said, shut up maybe once or twice or just stop i hate it when i say that stop oh please just stop well the, here's one that'll make you feel better because it's not as bad i don't think you've ever said this but mm. user emma wenger said i'm going to be honest here in the depths of my sleep deprivation yeah i sobbed and yelled at my baby that she'd ruined my life and i regretted having her oh thankfully she's only 10 months old and doesn't understand me yet but it was this exact moment that I know I needed help. Yeah. I made a few, a few calls and I'm currently being assessed for postnatal depression. I was going to say. I'm likely to require antidepressants to oh, get me through yeah. it. It's hard. It's hard. But that's not like... Babies, one, too really young to understand. And two, 
it's sad, but if that's what it took for her to go, actually, yeah, I need help. That's amazing that she turned around and went, actually, that's yeah. that's stepping over that's the line. That's a mama right there. Yeah. That's a mum. Well done, Emma. Well done, well done. I'll just do one more. Okay. But the worst thing I've ever done was walking out of my baby's room. I closed the door loudly. She was safely in her cot before leaving the house and walking around angrily for a while. My mother used to be verbally abusive and physically abusive towards me, calling me a useless, sea-faced children and stuff. Um, And I don't care about your happiness. Her mum would say stuff like that to her. Um, And I don't want to be the same. Whenever I feel myself getting frustrated by my baby, I move myself away until I'm calm again. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sad, isn't it, though? Because that's her, that she's obviously dealing with trauma. But it's frightening, isn't it, how there's certain things that trigger you from your own childhood or whatever that instantly make you be like i don't want to i don't want to go down that path yeah it's a big thing isn't it yeah is there like mine's mine is the mine's the apology apologizing for shouting Mm -hmm. that's such a big that is such a big thing for me what's yours do you have anything just not blowing up i think being calm not blowing up yeah being as calm as i can yeah it was unfortunately it was just a generational thing wasn't it it's very sad looking back at it. But then also vice versa, it was like, if you look even further back at like our parents' parents, my God, that would have been much more physical, wouldn't it? Like exactly. for our generation, it was like verbal. Yeah. Well, the, our, our parents' generation way of like dealing with kids was like verbal punishment. Yeah. And theirs was physical punishment. Oh yeah. My dad used to tell me stories about being chased around with like a slipper and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, my hit dad. with a belt. What, his own dad? Yeah. Yeah, scary, isn't it? If he ever did anything naughty. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like my dad was in boarding school and he used to tell us stories of, yeah, things of... The cane. The canes and slippers. Yeah. So stress is one thing, but there's actually, there's something that's been diagnosed now, which is called parental burnout. I can... Have you ever heard about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you associate burnout typically with a job. Don't you? Where yeah, you're... Being a parent is a full-time, you never get a break job. Absolutely, yeah. And that that's why it's got its own unique, I guess, its own unique facets and factors to it. Yeah. In that, yeah, a bur- burnout is basically prolonged periods of stress, uh-huh. which, get, like, exhausts you, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Typically with work, it's, yeah, it completely runs you down, basically, to, the, to your, in the state where you're almost like, things aren't real anymore and you're yeah. you're de- dehumanizing the people you work with and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff and it just emotionally completely drains you yeah i think similarly with parental burnout because as you say it's a full-time job you're almost completely emotionally exhausted yeah just from being a parent yeah and the constant care well, that's the thing is it's it's a job it's like a job it's like if you worked in a care home or if you have ever worked in a job where you are providing care for something alive animal human child old older person you know it is it's freaking hard and it's draining like nursing anything it's hard and then imagine that you do that constantly you have a real emotional connection to what you're looking after and at no point can you just be like right my shift's ended i'm going home now exactly that's that's it like i mean as Obviously, I'm I'm a vet nurse, so it's a bit different, I'm sure, to a human nurse. But, I mean, vet nurses will know how much stress we put ourselves under if we have to look after our own pets. 
So, or, you know, if a human nurse had to look after a member of their own family, like the stress and strain that you put on yourself to provide that good level of care for yeah. them. And it takes the pleasure out of the job. The job and that it? is pretty much what I think being a parent's like. Yeah. Constantly having to care for something that you have a strong emotional connection to and never, ever, ever getting a break. Yeah. Yeah. It takes the, it takes that, you know, the reason that you have children is because they, you know, they lighten your life, don't they? And it takes all of that away when you reach that burnout moment. Yeah. It's horrible. So, so horrible. Or if you feel like you're doing the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the unique things, so compared to like work-based burnout, Mm. yeah, it's those things. It's being emotionally exhausted, um, and also it takes the joy out of everything that you're doing. Mm. But with parental burnout, it causes you to be emotionally distant from the children as well. Yeah. So you are, you feel disconnected, I guess. Yeah. To the reality of being a parent. I think I've had that a few times. I really do. I think I have. And you probably would agree. I've Absolutely. had it times where I've been crying or something and I've gone, I don't think she likes me. Yeah. And you're just like, I think we're just tired and exhausted. <laughs> you're just absolutely done in. Yeah. Um, and contrasting your past and current self. Oh, a lot. so much. Yeah. So much so. That's a real struggle, I think, that a lot of parents go through, especially in that probably in like the first four years. Those are the unique things to it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. How you combat that is hard because mm. it tends to occur when you don't have many resources so you don't have enough money or you don't have enough people to look after the child or you don't have enough help or yeah. all that kind of stuff that's when burnout happens so the the only way to really counteract it is to get more help well that's the thing is it's it's unna- it is quite unnatural as a as a species i guess for us to be looking after a single a child but children by ourselves yeah in like small the, insular homes the saying it's the saying it takes a village is really is true because you know as as humans and similar other creatures like apes and things they they all live in family units and all take turns and a lot of animals will will do that they'll they'll take turns like all the females will pitch in and look after you know all the males will go out give each other breaks getting food or whatever or scavenging and you don't have that in modern society you don't i mean i am so 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 grateful for the unit we do have around us to help yeah exactly like i went out the the other day with um a very good mum friend of mine who our girls are three weeks difference in age Mm. so they've grown up together and you know we've always had complete trust with each other with each other's kids because we they've grown up together and I met up with her for coffee didn't I with just shout out Laura and Rob shout out Laura and Rob um <laughs> just with B and you know she something as simple as she was like oh you go in the lift by yourself and I'll take her down the stairs I was like oh just stood in the lift by myself like and it's just and she knows that I do the same for her with C if need be and it's just like having that around you even if they're not like she's obviously not family but the kids have grown up together and everything. And it just shows you actually, if you've got friends and family around you, it really does make life a lot easier. So if you are by yourself, that burnout's going to happen constantly. It's inevitable, isn't and it? And it's sad. And then that has a long-term effect on you and your children. Yeah. 
Mm. Share asking, the loot. Share, share the loot. But asking for help is hard as well. Oh, because impossible. you are expected by society to just deal just with do it. Just do it. And, you know, keep a nice orderly house while you do oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, your house is supposed to be spotless. I'm like, have you seen my house? <laughs> have you seen my house? Like, Something's got to give. Yeah, what's going to give is my sanity with the amount of dog hair that's currently on the floor. And the fact that, you know, we had such a nice strict... Strict, um... Sorry. A bit of sausage just came up. <laughs> you and your fucking sausage. I know. We just, we had such a nice, like, routine, everything in place. I added to the stress by bringing the dog into the family. Yeah. But now look, that dog that was supposed to not be on the sofa. Got her own sofa. She's got her own bloody sofa. Why? Just so I can cope. <laughs> so I can cope. And it's worked. And you know what? Screw it. All right. So that's all about stress. Mm-hmm. It's making me stress talking about stress. Yeah. Stress, stress sucks. All right. It sucks ass. Burnout sucks even more. Mm. I hope you can get help if you're burning out in any way. I think you've burnt out a couple of times as well. Probably, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But there were, uh, there are ways out. I definitely think having a supportive partner is helpful too. Like, my God, how many times have we said, if we'd only just, like, got together, been together like a year or something, no freaking way would we have lasted. No. Would I don't like you that much. Huh? I don't like you that much. <laughs> No, I mean, why would you stay with someone that looks like an orangutan? (laughs) Anyway, dealing with stress. Uh That's what I was going to go on to next. Let's turn to some celebs. They always have the best advice, don't they, of what to do. If you're going to get a Mark Wahlberg who doesn't see his frigging kids. (laughs) That's a throwback to episode three or four, isn't it? Goes and sits in a cryo chamber for like five hours. (laughs) sees his kids for 20 minutes a day eats 12 breakfasts (laughs) no so the first celeb that i've got advice from here about parenting stress Uh is beyonce i mean queen yeah okay so she doesn't try to be a superhero she says right so most women have been conditioned to ignore symptoms and just tough it out and focus on taking care of everyone else before themselves truth i am no longer one of those people after having a difficult pregnancy, I took a year to focus on my health. I have researched information on homeopathic medicines. Oh, fuck. I don't just put any prescription into my body. My diet is important and I use tools like acupuncture, meditation, visualisation and breathing exercises. I mean, good for you, Queen Bee. However, you're freaking rolling in it, love. You can afford <laughs> to just take a just year take off a year. to focus on homeopathic remedies and fucking yoga and shit some of us unfortunately can't afford to do that but i take my hat off that she has you know put her self-care first which is quite important and you know people do say that if mummy's not feeling good then you can't look off baby properly can you that is true yeah that is true angelina jolie okay yeah she's got another top tip for us go on i find meditation in sitting on the floor of my kids while they colour for an hour or go on the trampoline. If you do something you love that makes you happy and that gives you your meditation. But I think it's good I'm not somebody who needs quiet moments because I will never get them. They're very rare. It's actually very hard for me to calm down. It's good for me to have a lot of chaos in my home. If I sat on, if I put colouring pencils on the floor and went B, colour for an hour and sat there with my eyes closed and my legs crossed, within five minutes I'll have a crayon shoved up my nose. 
<laughs> Stop, mummy. Yeah, that's it. Wake up, mummy. That's what it would be. I mean, Angela Jolie's got a lot of kids. She does. She? she does. She's adopted quite a few too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just little bits of peace. Like for me, mine's first thing in the morning. This is really sad. Really sad. Okay. First thing in the morning when you're sat down here with your coffee would be because you and her sit at the table and have your breakfast. I purposely eat my breakfast in the kitchen. In the kitchen, away. With the gate shut. So not even the dog comes in. <laughs> Usually even... because it's a croissant. You don't want B to see the croissants. True. But even before even before my croissant fixation, I'd just sit there, sit on the floor in there and just drink a hot drink. And that's my little like, <sighs> it's almost like the little moment I have a breather and I'm like, are you ready to deal with the shit that today's going to throw at you? <laughs> <laughs> it's time. It's time. Yeah. Kate Winslet. Okay. All right. So she says that she plans everything in advance, i.e. who's dropping the kids off, who's picking them up. We have charts, maps and lists on the fridge and all over the house. I sometimes feel like I'm in the CIA. I mean, I have lists and charts all over my kitchen, (laughs) my house, but I most likely have undiagnosed ADHD. So it means (laughs) jack all. There's just lists everywhere. (laughs) Lists and string and fucking arrows, post-its. Body, they mean nothing. Bo- body outline. <laughs> Means nothing. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I've, I have I make lists left, right and centre, don't I? I'm always making lists to no avail. Yeah. Whatsoever. I've tried everything. I've tried different methods for cleaning the house, which last for a week. I've tried um, calendars on my phone. Yeah. We've tried spreadsheets. I just... It's funny how parents don't just try this stuff, though, that... That the celebrities mention like I know, meditation right? lists it must be so like what what have I been doing with my life my lists clearly my lists are not as effective as cakes uh Michelle Obama oh okay. okay yeah if I'm ever feeling tense or stressed or like I'm about to have a meltdown I'll put on my iPod and head down to the gym again if you've got a screaming three-year-old where are you gonna what what, what do you mean just head down to the gym do you mean her private gym in her house well, she says she she also might go for a bike ride as well along Lake Michigan. Oh, her kids are a bit older. They're older, they? aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe when they when they start going to school, I'll be able to have my bike ride. <laughs> I wouldn't even know if I still knew how to ride a bike. It's been so long. Nicole, well, you never forget, do you? It's like riding a bike, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Oh, you love her. Okay. Choosing to sleep in sometimes rather than getting up oh, and doing exercise. I give up things so that I can have more time with my kids. Making the time to go out with my husband and have a date. And I'm willing to always adapt and change. I'm not rigid. I like that feeling of going, you know what? This morning, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to sit and read the paper and we're all going to kick back. See, I get that though. That is quite good to sometimes be like, do you know what? We're Fuck not doing it. anything today. We're just going to chill. Yeah, that, that's you my favourite. You can do what you like. And we do have days like that, don't we? Where we're like, what's that be? You want to watch 20 episodes of Spongebob back to back? You do it, girl. We're going to sit on the sofa. We're going to have a hot drink. My favourite's when we all sit on the sofa and watch a Disney movie together. I love that. What, when we watch Emperor's New Groove? The same Disney movie over and over and over again. Yeah. It is nice. I like having a nothing day. Yeah. Because, well, our week is back to back shit, isn't it? It's like. Every day of the week, there's something in the morning, afternoon and evening to yep. do. Yeah. All week. All week. Until it gets to Friday and Saturday. And yeah. we're like, oh. I love it. Also, I do like 
not right now because dogs are hormonal mess on season but i do like it as well when we have like a chill date and we can just take the dog for a walk that's quite nice yeah that's good isn't it that's quite nice all right so those are the celeb tips Uh pretty shit aren't they yeah let's say they've got some actual evidence-based ones here okay that should be a bit more helpful so 12 evidence-based tips for making life better as a parent right this is from parenting science dot com official (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. so if you need support make sure you reach out even if it's just a phone call to a parenting helpline I didn't know those existed. Yeah, well, I guess I've never heard of a parenting helpline ever heard in my of life. I've never heard a parenting helpline. Well, what would we get in the UK? It doesn't give any examples. <laughs> oh, here some, we go. Good Samaritans. <laughs> yeah, there's no examples. Oh, National Parenting Helpline. I'm guessing that's the USA. Yeah. Operated so what we got parents. for the UK? Nothing. Deal Probably with it. Jack shit. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. So yeah, call a helpline if it exists. Okay. Ration your exposure to negative thoughts and negative media. Yeah, that's that's quite important. So one big thing as well with being on Instagram is there are a lot of perfect parenting profiles out there. And, you know, especially when there's certain events, like, for example, I use the Jubilee as a example from recently. You know, the house Platy is jubes. full of... The Platy-Jubes. The house has got bunting everywhere. The kids have been making jubilee themed cakes you know they're wearing their little red white and blue outfits this that and the other and then you look at your own kid and your own kid is walking around with like knickers on their head or something (laughs) you know and you instantly feel like i have not got my shit together like that person but it's not real social media isn't real things like that can cause a stress circuit in your brain yeah where it will cause anxiety and gloom Uh unfortunately and it can just be a single trigger like that. Yeah. That can lead to a negative. Remember, kids, it's not real. It's not real. And it's like on the Kardashians and things as well, when you're watching your reality TV programs and the kids are like perfectly behaved and their hair's perfectly brushed and, you know, they don't look like a crazy forest creature like my child looks like <laughs> half the time. But it's not real. Well, here's another one. Budget for more time to get things done. Time pressure is a universal stressor for everyone and it hits parents the hardest. Yeah. Researchers in Scandinavia report that mothers are more burdened by time pressure than fathers and the women most affected are either highly educated, financially stressed or lacking in social support. Yes. I am always stressing about time. Time You, however, do not. uh, Time is a bitch. I hate time. Yeah, this I know. is me off every day. I know, but you don't stress to the same level that I do about getting somewhere on time. No, get get. That's not no. Getting somewhere on time isn't a thing. It's like it is a thick. Well, getting stuff done in a day. That's what I stress about. Yeah, I know, but I always stress about getting somewhere on time or getting out the house on time. I don't care about pleasing other people. I care about my own time. Yeah, but if you're going somewhere to have an enjoyable day, that will include you wasting some of your time. By you not getting there True. on time. Yeah. That is annoying. It is annoying. But yeah, I I put too much time pressure on myself anyway. Mm. As it is. But yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Okay. And then I'll do this last one as okay. well. Is your sense of empathy stressing you out? You can also get in touch with a more clear-headed, problem-solving side of your empathetic nature. I think my empathy is a big issue because I'm constantly worrying about other people... Yeah. 
aren't I? That yeah. is a big thing. I think, Giving yourself me. pain. I do. I cause myself stress for other people's sake. I really do. Like I will feel so sorry and so like emotional because of how someone else could be feeling. And at the same time, then like you could ask me, yeah, but how, you know, what do you want? Or how do you feel about it? I'm like, oh, I don't really, I don't really know. I don't really care. Disconnected to my own feelings a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And if you're more focused on, I mean, you can still be empathetic and solve problems. Mm. You don't have to always be, I don't know, that empath, reflective person where yeah. you're taking on everyone's stress. Yeah. Yeah, it's you can hard. sometimes focus on problems and solutions. I know. But it's hard when that's the way you're programmed. True. See, you're not as empathetic as me in any way, shape or form. You couldn't give a monkey's flying rear no, end. No, that's not true You at couldn't all. give an orangutan's left tit. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true at all. I'm very empathic. I am, aren't I? Yeah, not to the same extent I am. No, you, you bleed for everyone around yeah, you <laughs> yeah you will you're ride or die i will like constantly be thinking oh my god have my actions made this person feel this way where you won't and then be like oh they're upset oh maybe it's because i did that yeah. you don't have that like oh my god oh. you're like no nah, it's probably because i did that oh well <laughs> i've got actually i've got what two more here just to quickly cover off at the end all right around stress mm-hmm. and tips for it practical sleep solutions don't worry about lost hours and fatigue. Just sleep when you can. That's just yeah. get sleep. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I think that's that's again easier said than done, though, isn't it? Really? No, but as in like we've spoken about it before in the past, isn't it? Like we went for a stage of trying to force B to sleep in our own bed. Yeah, where like we'd lay next to the cot for like hours trying yeah, to get her right. to stay in there. Yeah, and, and then we just stopped fighting it because it was just. It went went on for yeah. way too long. And I think we ended up co-sleeping for like four months straight. She'd be in our bed most nights. Yeah. Or, or wake up Halfway to come in our bed. And, but she's done it herself. Like Yeah. She just stopped fine. doing it. It's just not worth the fight. No. It's not worth the fight. So yeah, cool. Just do what you can. To get sleep. Get sleep. Um and the last one is get out and exercise. Because aerobic exercise protects the body against the effects of physical and psychological stress. That's what I struggled with. But I was doing yoga, wasn't I, before I felt pregnant. So that was helping a little bit. Exercise is a healer. Yeah. It is. You couldn't survive if you didn't get to Oh, I would, yeah, I would explode if I didn't exercise. Your runs. My runs. Not your your bum runs. Not, Not the bum runs. You do sometimes get the bum runs after your runs. Coming from you. Yeah, but I don't run. Miss IBS. Exactly. That's why I don't run. Imagine. <laughs> imagine, the, <laughs> imagine the trots. <laughs> I thought I'd just end on a tweet that I found. Okay. It's from the user Stressy Bessie on Twitter. Oh, um, Stressy Bessie. At E Precipice. That's okay. her handle. So when talking about our agendas for the day, I told my five-year-old I was a little bit nervous about a meeting I have today. He said, Mama, I'm nervous all the time. I know what to do. So friends, here's all the advice that he could fit into the drive to school. Number one, you've got to say your affirmations in your mouth and with your heart. You say, I am brave of this meeting. I am loved. I smell good. 
and you say five or three or ten until you know it. Oh my gosh. Number two, you've got to walk big. You've got to mean it like Dolly on a dinosaur because you've got it. Number three, never put a skunk on a bus. I mean, he's got a point. Number four, think about donuts during the day. Yeah. Even if you cry a little, you can think about <laughs> potato chips. <laughs> Number five, you've got to take a deep breath and you've got to do it again. Aww. Number six, even if it's a yucky day, you can still get a hug. Aww. And an extra addition right at the end, don't get distracted and your feet will stay on the sidewalk and not too full of snow. That mama should be so proud of that little boy. How she's brought him up because that is the most adorable thing I've ever heard and it's made me get a bit emotional. That's how you get through the day. You don't put skunks on buses. Don't put skunks on buses. <laughs> I love it when they come out with stuff like that. B, today in the shop, we walked past the toys uh, and there was a... You'd have loved it. You'd loved it. It was a truck with a cage oh, yeah. on the back with a huge T-Rex in it. I'm listening. Like a dinosaur truck. And she went, oh, a dinosaur. She went... I'm a get dinosaur when I'm older. I was like, okay. She went, yeah, you buy me dinosaur when I'm older. I was like, okay, cool. I think she's a little bit scared of dinosaurs. Just a little bit. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like she's fascinated with them. There's also a cuddly baby. Dinosaur. She's like, oh, baby dinosaur. She's like, when I'm older, put it back. <laughs> really cute. Yeah. yeah. They are cute. Bless them. Bless them. Have you got any final thoughts about parenting stress or parenting burnout, Sammy? Before you pass out on me. Just keep going. Keep it up, folks. Just keep going. It's You're going to get stressed. Stress is normal. Stress is part of being a parent. But just keep going and just do your best. Also, I, also, I don't think you necessarily need to constantly hide it from your kids that you're stressed. Like, they need, I guess they, they need, do to need to experience be, it. They need to be exposed to it a little bit to understand it, don't they? And to know it's all right. It helps but, you put systems in place. When they yeah. understand stresses and what stresses you out, it helps you put systems in place later so that they don't stress you out as much. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah, and just being honest about your own feelings as well. I mean, it's very easy for me to say that because, you know, as a mum especially, you do just try and keep get going on and on and on and on and on until it gets to that point that you're like... Um, until it gets to that point that you're just like, I can't cope anymore. And it's quite a sh probably quite a shock to your kid, isn't it? If you f they think you've been fine all day and then suddenly you you're in tears. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just keep going. Just keep swimming. I concur. You concur? Yeah. Awesome. Just look after yourselves yeah. out there, folks. And get the help where you can because you need it. You can't do it all on your own. And Don't feel guilty for taking time for yourself as well. No, exactly. Yeah. And get out and exercise. Oh, yeah. Go on. Get out and exercise. Feel it. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Cool. Thank you so much for listening to uh, today's episode, everyone. Cheers, guys. I hope um, you're still there. <laughs> Sammy is definitely not. <laughs> I am not. I'm going to go to bed now. Her eyes are shut. Literally shut oh. right now. <laughs> I might have a chalky croissant. Croissant? I might have a croissant. <laughs> Uh, make sure you subscribe to us. Do an episode every Friday. Yeah. You know the drill. You know the drill. We'll see Love you. you. See you soon. Bye. Bye.